Hello, may I welcome you to episode 58 of Moving Matters. I am your host, Colin Wynn. I hope Moving Matters will give you an insight to others working or have worked in this wonderful industry as I delve into their past, their present and their future. You will find a new episode of Moving Matters on the second and fourth Thursday of each month. In this episode, we discover that my guest began her career within the industry only two years ago and is a mere 21 years of age. We discuss her challenges, what she would change from her moving past, her high points, what changes she would make to the industry, the advice she would give starting out again, her predictions for the next five years, and what she does outside of the workplace. And as always, we end moving matters with a funny moving story, or more a quaint one regarding a move to an old railway signal box on the Norfolk Broads, using her father's cruiser as a transportation vessel. My guest this episode is Holly Oven, Transport Manager of Britannia Allen Cook. Enjoy. Good morning, Holly. Welcome to Moving Matters. How are you this morning? I'm good, thank you. I'm really honoured to be here. Very excited, but a little bit nervous as well. But yeah. <laughs> no need to be nervous, Holly. It's just you and I. Just you and I. So can you tell everybody about yourself and the length of time within the industry? Yeah, of course. So my name's Holly Oven. I'm 21 years old and I've been in the industry full time for two years now. I'm currently the company's transport manager, but I also do a lot of the bookkeeping and finance side. I am my dad's PA, as I'm sure a lot of people are coming from family businesses. Over the last year, I've got more involved with the quality standards side. So I am our quality manager and internal auditor. And I have passed my forklift certificate. So as a last resort, I do do a little bit of forklifting on the side. No way. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, I really enjoy it. I mean, it is quite a lot with the crates going on the lorries as such, but actually like moving about the crates and pallets and bits like that, I really enjoy it. And it also gets me out of the office a little bit as well, which is quite nice sometimes. (laughs) Gives you a bit of fresh air. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A little bit of a breather as well. So how did you get started in the industry two years ago? So Britannia Allen Cook is a family business. My mum and dad have had the company coming up to 15 years now. So I've sort of grown up within the industry. I was a little bit of a tomboy when I was younger. So whenever my dad mentioned he was like picking up a new lorry or a van or anything like that, I would always tag along in the passenger seat. And I'd always sort of be that person to keep him company if alarm went off in the evening. So I've sort of (laughs) indirectly been involved within the industry for quite a while, I guess. But originally, I didn't really want to come to work for the family company. I sort of wanted to do my own thing. So So hold on a minute, was it your parents' choice that not wanting to join the company? They didn't really put too much pressure on it. They sort of allowed me to go elsewhere if I wanted to, or they would give me the opportunity if I did want to work for the company. So it was sort of completely in my core on where I wanted to go. Cool. I had the opportunity during high school to go to a really good accountancy firm in Norwich for my work experience. So I did that for a week and I found my love for organising, spreadsheets, numbers, that sort of thing. So I decided I wanted to pursue that as a career. 
so during college and then after college as well, I was training to be an accountant bookkeeper until COVID happened. So when COVID happened, like many other people, I, I started working from home. And shortly after that, I did get furloughed. My mum and dad continued to work every day. And to begin with, I started going with them just for a change of scenery because I was sick of being at home. Yeah. But I actually did start joining in and helping out with just some basic filing jobs or I'd do a few box deliveries, sort of essential bits to help relieve some pressure really on them because it was obviously a very stressful time. When I got taken off furlough, that's when I did really start to struggle within my role as an accountant because I'd had such a long period off and when you're an apprentice you're constantly learning so if I had a question I couldn't just bug the person next to me with a quick question or answer or anything like that so it was actually quite isolating working from home it didn't help that the wi-fi was very bad as well so (laughs) I ended up um, (laughs) setting my work computer up in my dad's office So following this, I did actually fail one of my exams and that was sort of when I lost my confidence completely and the love for the job as well. But when I was working from my dad's office, you could hear like the hustle and bustle of the warehouse and the removals office and that sort of thing. So it kind of sucked me in, you could say. And then, yeah, I sort of decided I would take the plunge and work for the family business. I started from the bottom in the office learning like the day-to-day basic tasks we actually got a new porter cabin at Loddon so it was a good time to start because I had a nice fresh working space (laughs) it was a bit of a struggle coming from the ultra organized offices at the accountants to the ones we had here so I started at Loddon and then later on moved to Lowestoft I concentrated on making the offices more organized because I am a little bit of an organization freak (laughs) (laughs) And just trying to make it more efficient in that way, because I was doing the very basic roles. Because of my background, I naturally got roped into helping with bookkeeping tasks. And it just really exploded from there. Our previous transport manager was looking to retire. So I put myself forward for that qualification. I didn't quite know what I was getting myself in for when the massive folder come through the post. But yeah, that's how it all started and I haven't looked back once. What made you take on the transport manager role then? I'm not really sure, to be honest. I'm not one to sort of let an opportunity bypass me. And I really do like being involved with all aspects of the company. It was always something that kind of interested me. Like I said, I liked the trucks when I was younger. My brother's a HGV driver, so I've always sort of heard bits about the driving hours and stuff like that so I looked into it and it was actually something that really interested me and yeah just sort of went from there and how are the guys taken to that having it such a young female give them all their their (laughs) instructions as such (laughs) they've actually adjusted to it really well I don't think being a female as such has impacted upon it at all I think they respect me more from that side of things I think it did take a little bit of time for them to adjust to like, obviously, because I am young and some of them are twice my age, just to sort of get into the rhythm of it. The guys have really taken on board because I have obviously gone through all the courses and so on. They do know that I know my stuff and they have actually welcomed me in as such. They do listen to what I have to say. So it is really encouraging them supporting me in a way. 
but yeah, no, it's been really good. I really enjoyed it so far. So have you been out on a removal then, Holly? Yes. So I've been on a couple. I can't say that I've done weeks or a month on the road or anything like that because I did join in such a busy time with the COVID and stamp duty holidays. It didn't really allow me to go on the roads because they did need me in the office helping out because the phones were just manic. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I have been on the road a couple of times. One quite unusual removal, which is on a boat. (laughs) Oh, wow. But I was going to sort of say that as my funny story, so that'll probably come later on. (laughs) So did you not fancy getting into like the surveying side of it at all? I've never really thought too much about the surveying side as such, just because I don't have the experience that some of our surveyors do. We have some really good guys that have been in the removals industry for years and years, and they've sort of evolved to become the surveyors. My dad is one of our key surveyors as well. So I feel like they have the experience and the expertise more than me. But I'm never going to say never. That would be something that I would like to know a little bit more. So yeah, maybe in the future. (laughs) Um, But I've got quite a lot on my plate, so I'm not sure when the time will come. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I I would really like to at some point. So can you tell everybody about Britannia Allen Cook and the services they offer? Yeah, so my dad took over Allen Cook Removals in 2008 and it happened to be the same week that the property market crashed. So he started very small, there was only five vans and four full-time staff. The business rented a tiny office and a mini warehouse. So the company has grown rapidly to what it is today. We now have 25 vehicles consisting of 10 trucks. We have a trailer and about 15 vans. We have a new lorry coming this month, actually. We have three warehouses across the two sites of Lodden and Lowestoft, and we employ, on average, about 40 staff. Alan Cook Removals joined the Britannia Network four years ago in 2018. Britannia, for anyone who doesn't know, is a cooperative of smaller companies across the nation. They usually are family businesses, but that's not always the case. We have about 40 offices nationwide. Britannia has been really good for us. It has enabled us to progress and get work in areas we previously weren't strong in. Our area is growing to create a good stream of consistently higher level of work. And so it has been a real great network to be a part of for the business side. And it really is good socially as well. You know that you could call any of the branches up and they'd give you advice and help or they'd always try and help you out. So it is is like a big family. I actually went to my first official conference this year. It was such an exciting conference because I got to meet everyone in person, but it was also the official launch of our new logo and look so Britannia is currently having a brand evolution so it is a very exciting new chapter and I'm really excited to be a part of it I personally love the new logo compared to the older one it does create a more simplified modern and up-to-date look that we're portraying as a company as a whole whilst also keeping a part of the heritage and company tradition with the colours and the Britannia lady herself it does allow us to be more consistent across the branches and it is going to be a gradual process. 
moving everything into the new logo because like I said we do have quite a few branches and a lot of marketing so it's work in progress but it is very exciting. And I take it this new truck of yours will be in the new Britannia livery? Yes it will be. So expect to see that plastered all over social media very soon. Yeah, we've started introducing the new livery to our social media recently because we've ripped the band-aid off as such. We're trying to get all our vehicles yeah. done quite quickly because we don't want sort of three liveries going around at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. as a company, we also took this chance to finally rebrand ourselves as well because we were formerly Allen Cook Removals and then Britannia Cooks. So it allowed us to carry the Britannia name without actually jeopardizing the customer base that Allen Cook Removals had grown for the last 35 odd years. It had been a slow process of introducing Britannia and sort of getting people to know and recognize the two companies as one. But we saw this as an opportunity to finally take the leap and become Britannia Allen Cook. Much like Britannia is going to be a slow process, moving all our marketing livery and website to new identity. But I think it'll definitely be worthwhile in the long run. Sort of as far as our services are concerned, we do specialise in domestic removals and storage side of things. And we do have quite a bit of self-storage as well. So we have lots of shipping containers across the two sites, as well as storage rooms. We do a fair few overseas removals, whether that's imports, exports, moving customers to the continent. And we also have a little bit of shredding on the side as well. So, yeah. Do you do much in the line of commercial work? We do the odd office move, but nothing on the scale of some companies. It is mostly the domestic removal side. So what challenges have you had to overcome then, Holly, in the last two years? I can't get over that. Two years in the industry. (laughs) I would definitely say having a young and female voice on the phone has been probably the biggest challenge that I've had to overface, especially in my first year when I was learning the ropes and everything. Very often customers wouldn't trust what I had to say, and I'd say the same thing as one of my colleagues would to them, but they wouldn't listen to me. There was a few occasions where someone would speak to my colleague and say to them to apologise to me, and they called me a little girl or something, which... Oh, my word. (laughs) Yeah, wasn't great. It did knock my confidence a little bit because I was learning the ropes and everything. But having that younger female voice, it doesn't make my points invalid or anything. And I think that's something people really need to be aware of. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is something that I have to live with. Unless I start smoking 50 cigarettes a day or something and get a bit more of a husky voice. Um, <laughs> Holly, don't do that. Do not do that. Put your health first. That won't be happening, I can assure you. But yeah, unfortunately, it's something that has been a problem and probably will continue to be for a long period of time. Is there any side of the removals industry that you've found challenging? having been in it for only two years, obviously the young female voice, but is there any side of the removals at all? Definitely to begin with, because I hadn't had that experience on the road, it was hard learning like how the guys do things and yeah. Yeah. what they'll wrap, what they'll protect with the fridge freezers, that sort of thing. 
so it was struggling sort of learning how they do things on top of learning the exchange and completion because obviously I'd never bought a house before that point so I wasn't just learning the job of the computer systems and so on it was learning the industry as a whole so that was a big challenge too I would also say being the boss's daughter hasn't helped me too much either because really I thought that would help you surely you have to prove yourself to people all the time and I think people get a different impression that like I'm spoiled or like I've handed everything but actually I have to work twice as hard and put twice as much effort into everything that I do and actually yeah. if they'd seen the behind the scenes of growing up and what we've been through as a family they would maybe understand a bit more yeah, yeah that was a little bit of a struggle to begin with but now that isn't at all I don't think good I would say the new taco graph rules have oh, yeah. been a challenge <laughs> So the new tachograph rules that came in this year, I think the DVLA didn't announce them publicly and it was sort of like the biggest change since 2012. Don't quote me on that, but that's what I've just heard. But it was a bit of a shock to the system. I passed my manager CPC in March and then got added to the operator's license in June. And it was a bit of a shock to the system starting a new role and then navigating my way through the updated rules as well, especially when you're trying to implement them to 14 drivers. Yeah, yeah. And like I said earlier, they're a bit set in their ways and twice my age. So it did get quite stressful very early on and it is a big responsibility. I'd like always be registering myself for webinars and so on, but I carried out a lot of one-to-one training with each of the drivers and I feel like they've adjusted well and I feel like we've grown together in the last year, which is actually really nice. Because that responsibility falls back on you at the end of the day, being the transport manager. Yeah, exactly. So when we were doing my training, it was, again, a little bit of a shock to the system because everything that happens with the vehicles or the drivers that work for you, it always comes back to the transport manager and the operator's license holder. So I think that was always sort of in the back of my mind as well, navigating my way through because I didn't want one of our drivers to be pulled over and then they didn't have the correct records or they weren't doing something correctly I'm curious about one thing. So you started off, not necessarily on the vans, but you went and got Mm -hmm. some experience of the guys doing the porter and things like that. When you have new members of staff coming in, let's say to the office, Mm -hmm. do you show them what's involved? Because the reason I ask that is I'm only in IT, so I've never done a removal. I don't need to do a removal. I know too many people in the industry that can move me. But whenever I have new staff, I take them to the lovely people at Britannia Reeves because they are just down the road from me. (laughs) And Andy down there is very, very kind to me and allows me to take staff down there for half a day just to show them what a warehouse is like, what a working office is like, what a removal truck is like, because people don't realize just how much is involved. So do you do that at all to the office staff? So... I would say that our office is a little bit different compared to other companies just for the pure fact that we've started recruiting internally for our office staff. So we've brought guys from the jobs and the roads into the office. So they've already got such a good background. So they've literally just got to learn how to be on the phone and the systems, but they've already got that knowledge of all the questions that customers will ask and so on. 
I think previously we did employ people who didn't go on the roads, so they didn't quite understand the logistics and the actual removing side of things. Yeah. So I think that's probably why we started doing it internally, and it also gives the guys different career paths as well. I think someone said previously in one of your podcasts that they could go upwards or sideways. You can go from being on the road to in the office. Yeah. So, yeah, I sort of opened it up in that sense for the guys, but we don't tend to recruit externally for our office staff anymore. Cool, cool. So if you could change anything from your moving past, again, not that it's been that long, what would it be? (laughs) I think because I am still so early on in my career, there isn't anything that I would change as such. Obviously, if I did change anything, I wouldn't be where I am today. So I'm grateful for everything that has happened. Yeah, I'm just excited for what the future has to offer, to be honest. And what is your high point of being in the industry so far? I'm sure you have many ahead of you, Holly. Yes, I hope so. Um, I feel like I've had quite a few high points already, actually. So obviously, passing my manager CPC qualification was such a high point for me. Because I'd previously struggled quite a lot with exams and revising and never knew where to start. You've always got so much material that you've got to get through. It was quite a daunting task for me previously. So I'm not sure whether it was sort of the pressure of my dad paying for the exam or like everyone in the company knowing about it. But it did make me very determined. So I started studying as soon as I got my notes, which was sort of a few months before my lessons. I didn't know anything about the transport industry before that point, so I needed every moment that I could get. I'd force my poor boyfriend, Tom, to test me on questions night after night (laughs) for a period of two months. I wouldn't let him speak about anything else. Oh, good old Tom. (laughs) Then my CPC (laughs) qualification. And I think that is why it was such an achievement, because it felt like a big turning point. Personally for myself, because it's given me the confidence and ability going forward to potentially pursue exams in the future. But it was also because I didn't have that experience or any knowledge about the transport industry previously that did make it such a high point for me. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I'd say another high point, which is quite close behind that actually, was when I received a call from the Removers and Stories magazine. Yes. Asking if I wanted to be a part of their Women in the Industry feature. I'd previously always read those articles in the past and I was taking back quite a lot that I'd been given the opportunity to share my story and obviously likewise with this podcast as well like I've listened to your podcast for quite a while to the likes of Ian Stard, Mark Tresler who have obviously done fantastically well within the industry and they have such a wealth of knowledge and experience to look up to I wouldn't say that I've made a mark as such yet but I'd love to be one of those names that people look up to in the future and being given this opportunity will only encourage me further. So <laughs> I guess watch this space. <laughs> no, oh, absolutely. Look at it, everybody. <laughs> yeah. So before I go on to my next question, mm-hmm. the Young Movers Group. Yeah. Now, I am a massive advocate of the Young Movers Group. So... I believe you were at their conference the other day. Tell me more, Holly. Tell me more. How was it? (laughs) Oh, it was really good. So this year, the conference was in Cambridge. It was my second Young Movers conference. So I went to the one last year in Belfast as well. 
and yeah I just love it it's always a highlight of the year everyone in the group is so lovely and welcoming and funny you always have such a laugh and everything this year we went to DS Smith and we had a few keynote speakers there was conference sessions on HR insurance there was Alistair Dean talking about his life in the industry and he's so adorable. He was so funny as well. He was definitely one of my highlights of the conference. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> and then there was a keynote speaker as well of Kathy McDonald, who is an ex-hostage yep. negotiator. I think Correct. everyone just fell in love with her. She was just such a lovely person inside and out and she had so much knowledge and experience and being put in situations like she has you've just got so much respect for her as well I feel like the time she had wasn't long enough I would have loved to know more about her story and she has so much to give that could help us so hopefully we'll see her again in the future then we had a gala dinner and that was a good laugh so yeah it really is a good group to be a part of and I recommend for anyone under 40 to join the group because it is a really good network to be a part of. Thanks, Holly. You just put me out of that group now through the age bracket. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. I appreciate Sorry. it. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> so back to my questions. What one thing would you change within the moving industry? This was a very hard question just because of my inexperience within the industry. My initial instinct went straight for the housing market structure, obviously yep. because of the exchange completions, key weights, there's always that one missing piece of paper. Yep. So we speak about this quite a lot in the office and wondering if there would be any way to improve it. There is also on the flip side of the coin, if it wasn't like a more perfect industry and the job didn't have so many complications, would it be such like a friendly, welcoming industry that it is? Would it be flooded? Would there be too many removals companies involved? I'm not sure. So it is always food for thought, that one. Yep. I do always think but that... a hot topic. <laughs> a bit, yeah, a very hot topic. I do always feel like we get lots of phone calls from customers saying that their buyers have pulled out. I feel like it's just so easy to do that. There's no monetary consequence or they're not contractually binding to anything when they do put an offer in. So I feel like there should be yeah. something to make people think twice about actually putting an offer in, making sure that is what they want to do. Sort of along those lines as well, I feel like solicitors it is a bit of a touchy subject with the removal industry um, <laughs> <laughs> but um I feel like we should be working with the solicitors rather against them I know they promise dates and like we always get the blame for the losing the availability when it probably isn't our fault at all but actually, I feel like it would be a really good opportunity for the removal industry and solicitors to work together because then they Definitely. can work with us to fill up our diaries instead of putting everyone through on the same day and being really busy for one day and then have nothing in the diary for the next. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like that is something I would like to see change, potentially. <laughs> good. <laughs> Anything else? I feel like legislation on vans is quite a regular one. 
I feel like it is a bit of a touchy subject as well just because there is so many vans who are overloaded who aren't looking after their vehicles like they should be. I feel like they should be enforcing the current legislation of the domestic regulations just to make sure that people have like sort of a financial standard to maintain their fleet and are focused on the safety on the roads as it is so important for our staff and to the public as well. I don't know whether increasing legislation would be the answer as such. It would be such a struggle to enforce the rules, I feel like, because there is so many vans on the road and it will impact a lot of small businesses and different industries as well because it is creating those higher barriers for entry. Our company started as a man and van outfit and we probably wouldn't be where we are today if we didn't have that opportunity if there was more legislation in place competition as well of the other outfits is really good for business because it does help us keep improving our quality of services and growing as an industry so I feel like that is a very important factor to be involved within removals as such see with the vehicles to me, it's not the fact that the removal guys are overloading them. It's the fact that they're not being checked. They're not being checked. There's nobody out there enforcing the checks. There's not enough checks. You're always going to run the odd vehicle overweight. Yeah. You can't exactly turn around customers saying, I'm sorry, Mr. Wynn, but we can't take those items. You're going to do your damnedest to take them. And if you're a little bit overweight, you're going to run the risk, but there's not enough checks taking place. Exactly. That, I think, is the problem. I think that is the problem as Definitely. They do have, obviously, like I said, the domestic rules in place. So you should be doing the walk around checks to make sure that your vehicle is safe for use before driving it away from the yard. We've introduced the app walk around checks for our van drivers just to make sure that we are using our vehicles road safe and road legal. And I feel like that is an important thing that people sort of take for granted. I'm not sure whether the police as such are enforcing it as much as they could be doing. But yeah, it is a really hard one because there are so many vans and so many industries that use vans. So I wouldn't even know where to start, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) So what advice would you give yourself just starting out again? Go back two years, Holly, just two years. (laughs) Yeah, it's not that long ago to think about, to be honest. But I would definitely say have confidence. This is something that I have been working on and will continue to for a long period of time. I'm definitely a lot better than when I first started and I feel like the industry is really good for increasing people's confidence as you have to talk to customers and you never know what they're going to ask you once you pick up the phone. So sometimes you can be in awkward situations. We have the crews, you have to speak to the crews and tell them what they're doing and everything as well. So talking to people can't be avoided. So I feel like that has really helped increase my confidence and will continue to. But yeah, definitely, I would say to myself, just be confident, believe in yourself sort of thing, just starting out. Also, another one from a personal point of view is to definitely find a robust organisation system. (laughs) Just because I've gained quite a few different roles and responsibilities through my time so far, and they all have different timeframes and periods and so on so it's just sort of getting that process from the very beginning in place so nothing is sort of left to the last minute or forgotten or anything like that and where do you see yourself in the industry in the next five years let's start with yourself holly 
so personally I would like to do a few more courses one that I have heard really good things about is the movers masterclass so over the next five years I'm hoping I'll be able to attend that one at some point I've been trying for the last two years but someone always seems to have holiday that week (laughs) I highly recommend that course having done it myself last year yeah I'd really love to I feel like that would be really good for my personal development within the company and the industry hopefully by that five year period as well I would have liked to have gotten my class c license really the 18 ton lorries I feel like because I am the transport manager it would give me a little bit higher level of respect not that I'm not being respected already but I'm like constantly telling the guys what they have to do without ever actually having to do the job myself and I feel like it is important that I should do that to be a better transport manager and to help guide the guys through it another thing that I would have liked to achieve within the five years is finish my level four AAT exams because I did spend three years at the accountants I wouldn't want it to have gone to waste I also think it would be very beneficial for me to complete it either way because some of the units cover like budgeting decision control financial statements that sort of thing So it definitely allowed me to make more informed decisions and be able to monitor our company finances to a higher level. One thing within the company that hopefully we'll see in the next five years is that we've got like a younger management team. So we're all around 30 and younger. So hopefully by this point, we'll be more responsible for the day-to-day running of the company. So there isn't such a pressure on one person because it is all on my dad at the moment. So that's having that sort of support bubble within the business going forward. So from an industry point of view, we are expecting the downturn, but I have faith that we'll all get through it. So by this five year period, we'll hopefully be recovering at this point and back on the tracks again. I definitely see as an industry and as a whole, an increase in sustainability and environmental practices as well. I understand that bar services are already pushing their sustainability policies and looking into more environmentally friendly alternatives for the packaging materials. As a company ourselves, we've introduced the LED lights to our warehouses and we've got plans to do that into our offices as well. I would like to see us as a company become paperless I know a lot of other businesses have been talking about it as well so hopefully by this five-year point people have moved onto the paperless systems but if not thinking about it I do see the potential that we'll have electric vans by this period just because technology has developed quite quickly to this point I know the vans aren't there at the moment because the miles that you can get out of them is only like 170 which isn't ideal at all but I feel like by five years this will be potentially a bigger thing I can't see it in trucks I must admit at all (laughs) I have to agree with you I have read a few articles that Volvo and DAF are looking at the hydrogen and electric technology but that isn't going to be commercialized till like the later years of the decade let alone the next five years I know Bar were pushing being recognised by a government department, so I have faith by this five-year point that they'd be successful by getting us represented for our businesses in the industry. I feel like that would be a massive step for the industry as well going forward. Another thing (laughs) that 
hopefully in the next five years our crews are getting the recognition they deserve I mean they're such professionals in their field they do sometimes the impossible where they get their lorries just how they do their job in general their stacks it's just incredible so I feel like lots of customers and other companies take this for granted because they don't have a degree or a load of qualifications but I would really like them to get the recognition that they deserve here here I back you 110% on that. The guys are absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And like, especially our guys. I don't think there's one that I wouldn't get on with or I don't like or anything like that. They're all just amazing. They always have a smile on their face. They are just brilliant. And I think they should finally get that that recognition, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So what do you do outside of the industry to switch off then? It is quite hard. Revision. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> <laughs> so I have actually moved house quite recently. So I've been helping customers on the phone moving their houses and then going home and doing it myself. So talk about well, I hope you had a good moving experience, Holly. <laughs> well, I was doing it myself, which is very ironic since we do have a removals company. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about Sussman's holiday as such. lots of my time has been spent on that recently but I do like to be involved with everything I do go with the flow I do enjoy watching the football we watch Norwich City I am a big bookworm I love reading I've started doing yoga with my mum as well on a weekly basis so that's always fun I am a proper foodie so I love going out for food and drinks with friends (laughs) that sort of thing (laughs) so yeah just a bit of everything to be honest brilliant there's nothing wrong with being a foodie i can tell you (laughs) and finally i like to end my podcast with a funny moving story do you have one or more to tell so i wouldn't say i had a, a funny story as such but like i said earlier on in the podcast i do have a really lovely memory of when i helped on one of the removals on the broads So it was this really lovely couple. They bought a house on the broads and it was an old signal box on a a railway track and it was miles away from anything. To be able to walk to an actual road, it would have took like 10, 15 minutes at least. So you literally could not get a vehicle up to the door or anything. My dad doesn't like turning away and he'll always sort of help people wherever he can we had a broads cruiser at the time so we used that I think there must have been six of us on this job I think I originally went to take the photos to begin with but obviously I was gonna help and the guys managed to stack this boat like a storage container it was unbelievable (laughs) I think it was about 10 times we soon got through it and when you even got to the property on the boat, it was still then a long walk up this hill and up these stairs as well. But I think it just made it lovely because the customers were so great and they put on a buffet for us. So Brilliant. midday we had a little break. We were eating some food and we were looking out across the views of the broad. The views were incredible. And we ended up all at the pub at two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> so that was as good as that. <laughs> So what we thought was going to be sort of a hell job as such actually turned out to be really good fun and it was lovely. Brilliant, brilliant. That's a good way to use a boat. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Great way, great way. Well, Holly, 
Thank you for giving up your morning to record an episode with me. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Colin. It's been great. Thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity. You're very welcome. I sincerely hope you enjoyed episode 58 of Moving Matters. Please rate, review and subscribe in your favourite podcast player of choice and please tell your industry colleagues about Moving Matters. My thanks and appreciation go to Holly Oven of Britannia Allen Cook for giving up her time to record this episode. Thank you again, Holly. If you would like to know more about Britannia Allen Cook and the services they provide, then you will find links within the show notes for this episode and on our webpage, movingmatterspodcast.co.uk. And please, if you have a funny moving story that can be relayed to our listeners or you would like to be a guest on the podcast, then do reach out to me by completing the contact form on our webpage, movingmatterspodcast.co.uk. Well, that is all from me. So until next time, keep moving. Keep moving.